Amber Brown, podcaster in the accounting, finance, and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre and has a number of spin off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers, and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, learning development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand. This is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Welcome to the Influencers in Accounting podcast with Rob Brown. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network, five shows going out every day of the working week. And this is our special deep dive where we bring on a special guest, somebody that's an expert in various fields and a true accounting bookkeeping influencer. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Kate Johnson. It's 5 a.m. Kate, good day to you. Uh, yes, good good morning, folks. I put on a little lipstick. Hope I look okay. <laughs> You're looking great for this time in the morning. Kudos to you for making it. Kate, for people that haven't come across you, tell us a little bit about you and your world. All right. Uh, my world, I, I wear two hats. So I run a small lifestyle bookkeeping business, serving clients, uh, deliberately small. Um, kind of grew that as my after not working for a while. And then as my children were kind of entering preschool, now they're in elementary school, but uh, still still small. Um, as I grew my business, I kind of started to build in public, I would say, um, but I kept my two lives separate. And I also run a community that's, I guess the title is the Bookkeeping Side Hustle Community. It's it's sort of not nothing super official, but it's very big. Um, and as people have, as I've sort of openly shared the challenges and successes and thrills and disappointments I've had growing my business, um, and I share those with others, I've been able to um, just kind of be an example of like one way that someone like me who likes accounting sees that, you know, there's lots of different ways, if you know your debits and credits, that you can build a, um, a business, um, a way to make money, a way to support your family um, with the accounting industry. Um, I would say I'm very non-traditional about it, but it all kind of revolves around accounting. So the bookkeeping side hustle part of my life is the the other part that I that I love and cherish and have really been able to help encourage people who um, maybe just needed a little bit of a boost or a little bit of a, oh, yeah, I could do that. And I don't have to be miserable anymore. Not that it's going to be easy, but <laughs> it's a, a more fulfilling type of hard um, than maybe what their current job is. So thank you for that. And uh, when we talk about accounting influencers, traditionally, we position that as people that sell to and through accountants that are not necessarily accountants. So if you look at our roundtable kit, we have something called AIR, the Accounting Influencers Roundtable. And if people go to accountinginfluencers.com, there's a test that they can take on there to get a score of their influence. And we've traditionally described that community as vendors, 
coaches, consultants, trainers that are helping accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers to do the things that they do, selling them software, selling them fintech, being those providers, advisors, suppliers. But increasingly, we're seeing people come up through the ranks that are accounting influencers, that are accountants, they are CPAs, they are qualified bookkeepers, and they want to go beyond running a firm, running a side hustle, uh, running a bookkeeping or accounting business and influence the accounting bookkeeping community to do better, be better. And you're a very good example of that. Talk to us a little bit about that day when you thought, I want to go beyond doing this to teaching people, helping them to do it. I came at my business from a personal finance perspective. So I was very interested in personal finance. I almost wanted to become maybe like a personal finance coach, help people get out of debt, that sort of thing. Um, and I, I did a little bit of that in church. I was a volunteer at the jail. Um, and I was like, I know numbers. I can like, and that's, that's how I got here. And I learned how to be a bookkeeper. Um, but as I did that, I'm in these personal finance groups and other people are asking like, how can I increase my income? You know, like, and I answered, Hey, well, I've, I've started to serve a small group of clients while my kids are really little, um, as a virtual bookkeeper. And they're like, well, I know accounting or I've used QuickBooks before. Um, and that group, that discussion in a personal finance group kind of spawned into this Facebook group that, you know, unintentionally that I just thought I was going to help people, help a small group of people answer questions. Um, I personally like, um, like I feel good at night about being an influencer, quote unquote, um, but also like having myself out there in the trenches, um, building something. Um, I think that's what people, that's what has drawn people to me. So you don't have to do that um, if you want to be kind of a thought leader. But for me, it's how I, I get my, my most influential stuff is because I just suffered through it or, or had the thrill of it last week. And I'm telling people about it um, and highs and lows, um, sharing, sharing those um, great clients, not so good clients, breaking up with clients, all those things um, that maybe I could be able to coach stuff through. I'm coaching people through it by, by going through it and, and living it. So um, it's just a personal choice for me. I, I'm actually, even in 2022, I'm putting more effort into growing my actual business. Um, I'm trying to do some really creative things that that in my bookkeeping business that other you know traditional maybe bookkeeping and accounting firms wouldn't be doing, um, and so I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like I would say I'm even putting more effort into that and it's giving me even more influence. And you're being what business people call accountants and bookkeepers to, to be, which is entrepreneurial. Think more like a business owner. Think more like an entrepreneur, so you can relate to my world and speak my language and and talking to my problem. That's what that's what I try to share like I want people to um, there's so many different avenues that you can take in this industry and like successfully make money um, if you start to think like a business owner I have an example of there's one I had this fa favorite podcast where someone interviewed um, two people who own a cleaning company and one was like a solopreneur house cleaner and then one had built a cleaning agency and it was like a showdown and I thought like all accountants listened to this and just substituted the word accounting every time they said house cleaner. Um, it would be it would change lives because there's it it just talked about the different ways and both of these men men were successful. Um, but you don't have to like they just the most approached it from different angles. Were very entrepreneurial instead of oh I just do my my trade. Um, and I that's that's just one example of how. Once I, my mind switched to thinking like a business owner, which I was not, I did not grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur. Like I've had to learn these skills, but it's been, that's the part that I've enjoyed most. Like, how do I just be good at business? Oh, my business happens to be in as an accounting professional. It speaks volumes to the, the nature of accounting, bookkeeping 
in its advisory capacity that we're not just doing the compliance stuff and checks and balances and double entry bookkeeping. There's a whole lot more to it now. And we're going to deep dive in this episode around diversifying accounting revenue streams. This is a subject really close to your heart. So where would we start with that? Just set all of that up for us, Kate. Gosh, where to start? Um, Probably what you love best and are best at. And if it doesn't have anything to do with accounting, that's fine. Um, So don't, you know, I can, I can live. So I've made money via an ebook. I have a monthly membership for clients. Um, I have vendor referral links that I have tried to be thoughtful about how to use. Um, I have a monetized YouTube channel. Um, I write a newsletter that has sponsorships. Um, I have, you know, the newsletter I, I like to write. I think I'm good at it. I write long newsletters and I don't care that people these days don't read. Sometimes enough people do and I've been able to sell ads to it. So like that was a, that's a perfect example of I'm going to do what I like. And um, if I can do it excellently, it, it hopefully will work out. So um, I think starting with maybe what you're already good at um, and, and then just trying to layer it on on top of, of what you're doing is, the, is probably the best way to do it. So be creative and don't think that there is like a yes or no bucket. Like make your yes your yes and say to heck with the fact that no other accountants are doing this. Um, if you put put your effort into it, I mean, it's a way to be entrepreneurial and and, and figure it out. Some of, some of y'all could probably build a software or, you know, have someone in your life who could build the software but doesn't know about counting so y'all could partner up. Um, I'm thinking about that in about four years when my husband retires from the military. That's kind of like my next like big dream is like, oh my gosh, could I also do, um, you know, MRR software as a service kind of a, a product for, you know, a little niche accounting problem that I'm encountering and maybe have my husband help, you know, build that or guide that because he's likes coding. So what I'm taking from that as we kick this off is that you've got to start with something core. So if you're an employed accountant or bookkeeper, you're working for someone else, then this might start as a side hustle. We had Yuri Kapilovich, a CPA out of New Jersey on the show recently, who said that he worked for a top four firm and then went to another seven firms to try and get the kind of work-life balance with his wife and young child that he needed. And he started a side hustle to cover his health insurance and thought, well, if I can make 24,000 a year and cover my health insurance, then I've got something I can move into. So you've got to look at something that's core and build a business around that and get that right. Then I guess you can start diversifying, can't you? I I think that's that's a great way to look at it. Um, You can... You can almost think of your job as a as one like pillar in diversification until you can get, get away from that. And, and maybe not like maybe, um, you know, if you wanted to build a, an accounting software like that might be hard. That might be a long road. Like perhaps you need to keep the job. Um, everyone's just think about it from your, your entire family perspective. Don't replace one bit of misery with another. Um, so um, that's I, I see that some. So try to yeah try to try to identify where you have the best chance of success. Move the boat closer to the dock. Like you don't have to do like don't go into software development. Maybe if you have no no connection or don't try to like start writing a newsletter if you don't have um, or you know get getting new sponsorships if you don't have a list of readers yet. Um, so get keep getting the boat closer to the dock though. So you can say now now it's time to to make that another pillar of my of a revenue stream for me. I know we're seeing, and you'll be closer to this than me, given the great resignation, we're coming out of the pandemic now, people are getting disillusioned, perhaps with corporate life and that nine to five and going into the office every day. It is much easier now to start a side hustle or start doing your own thing or think a little bit more entrepreneurial and coming out of that straight jacket, if you like, of I'm a CPA, I'm a bookkeeper, I'm an accountant. Yes. Um, I, I guess my caution is that I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, because of the great resignation and not just in the accounting industry ha- have moved into entrepreneurship. Um, I think there's a reason why like historically in America or in, 
in Europe, like most people are not entrepreneurs, right? Like the, the balance is, you know, it's, it's wildly leans toward people being employees. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's safe and secure, isn't it? You get some health benefits, you get a pension, whatever it is, holiday pay. I just, I just fear that people don't understand how hard it is. And so like just mentally prepare for, for entrepreneurship to, to be difficult. You're going to have ups and downs. You have to have a support network of some kind, um, because your your family, your parents, all these people who love you, your friends, like they're not going to understand it. So getting in a good support network of other people doing what you're doing. Um, that's why I think the bookkeeping side hustle community has thrived so much. Um, but I'd be lying if I said that everyone who has like tried to do this um, has succeeded. Um, sometimes it's better to find something, at least for a season of life, maybe part-time virtual working for someone else as a way to, you know, to, to, to diversify your family revenue streams. Like uh, you can have a side hustle without being an entrepreneur potentially. Um, so I don't know. I just, that's one of the things I fear. There's so many messages out there that it's like, start your own thing and make a bunch of money. And I'm like, do you know how hard it is whenever like your email system stops working? <laughs> like the Entrepreneurial mindset. I'm one myself is quite unique because you take everything on yourself. You are the bottleneck, you are the visionary, you are the person that does it all. And it's very different to being employed in that safe environment with the structure that you have and the people around you that you have and the support that you have. So when we're talking about diversifying revenue streams, this episode is probably better titled being an entrepreneurial bookkeeper and accountant because we're saying it's not just your nine to five job. There are lots of other opportunities out there. I mean, I, I'm happy to dive into my diverse revenue streams. I'm, I'm interested in asking you, you've said you've hit those bottlenecks. Um, in a way, I'm guessing that's part of the reason what the accounting influencers group that you have created is. I mean, there's you've somehow created potentially like a group of people that you know you need to be around that's going to motivate you, that you're going to get ideas from. Because otherwise, you're if you're not looking up and talking to other people trying to build a business, you're going to stay in that bottleneck. Um, how have you overcome your bottlenecks that you faced as an entrepreneur? How dare you ask me a question on my own podcast? That's outrageous. <laughs> well, speaking into that by way of an answer, we're doing a series uh, right now with leaders, female leaders in, in prominent and influential positions in the accounting world. So we had one of these yesterday. So managing partners of large firms, uh, leaders of professional associations and networks, and asking all of them succeeding in what is predominantly a man's world, certainly in the CPA accounting space. Although there are more female accountants out there, there are more males represented in leadership roles and senior roles. And they said what you were saying there is to build a network. Uh, Eric Rutter said, you've got to do it by yourself, but you can't do it alone. So in in being the bottleneck, kind of answering your question, when you're an entrepreneur, you soon find that there are lots and lots of things that need doing that you either can't do or don't want to do by yourself. And so speaking to Harvey McKay's quote, who wrote Swim of the Sharks, he said, dig your well before you're thirsty. And if you're an employed bookkeeper or CPA, or you're doing something and you want to do something on the side, or you want to bring in some of the revenue streams, in order not to be the bottleneck, you must start to build your network and your assets and your allies and your champions and signpost things. So you've got that network for when you need it. I think that's a great idea. I'd love to share a quick example. So for me, my personality is as a teacher, like I was, I helped be a TA in grad school and undergrad. I like teaching. So that's one of the approaches I'm taking with my accounting business, my bookkeeping business, can I um, kind of teach people? And so that's where this the genesis of my weekly office hours for FreshBooks users has come. That's going to be kind of like my niche. I want to niche in a software for, like, it's a general ledger software that's kind of new and up and coming. Um, I want to be the best at it and create YouTube tutorials and all that. But 
Um, my favorite hour of the week is when I, my group members come and get their questions answered live and I'm teaching live and I'm in the hot seat and sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I have to get back to you, but I like teaching, but I don't know everything. And so just yesterday was my first time I'm bringing on a guest expert. I want to do it once a month. And this woman came and talked about how to legally pay your children. So it's, an, it's, for, it's in America. So I don't know what, how it is the rest of the world, but there's probably something similar, like a little tax benefit to being an entrepreneur. Um, and I knew she had a presentation, a big one. I asked her, can you cut it and give me 10 minutes? Perhaps some of my course, mem my group members will buy her full course. Um, but it's planting a seed because I love teaching, but she needed I, need, I wasn't the best person to teach on it, but I have this network of ways that I've worked with this woman. I knew what she was good at, um, and we created like a win-win support for each other. Um, and, you know, we just made a bunch of people's lives better because we planted the seed of like, oh, my gosh, can you start paying your children and reduce your taxes and let them see what entrepreneurship is like? I mean, and just the, the growth, the, you know, the fallout of that, I'm, ho I'm hopeful, is going to be years to come just from this one little 10-minute session. And then we got back to our regular office hours questions. Um, but I have two other people lined up. I'm planning on doing the rest. You know, I'm planning on keeping going because I thought it was great. But that's because I had a network. I wasn't behind my computer clicking in the software, doing the debits and credits all day long. Like I had my head up and I'm looking for ways to um, be different. And these days you can network at a computer. You can network with a mobile phone. We are in a mobile and always on well. We don't have to go to networking mixers and work the room. Yeah, she's from Minnesota. I, I mean, I've never met her, um, but I know, I know her. I have a relationship with her. Talk to us, Kate, about building a following, building a community, because if you are thinking of doing something other than what you're doing, you need to start with some kind of, fan base or community or prospect list or pipeline, whatever you want to call it, you've got 20,000 in your Facebook group, but that doesn't happen overnight, does it? No, I mean, it, it takes a lot of work. You can't let it be a distraction from actually, because, you know, social media can kind of suck you in. Um, I found my best, like the best advice I have was I was vulnerable. I think people can smell a rat. Um, there's a whole lot of other, you know, bookkeeping business influencers. I'm not really trying to sell stuff to, to anyone. I like, I don't have like a course to sell. Um, I have a, I have a nerdy accounting mouse pad with with the, with the T, T accounts on it that some people buy in it. Like, but that's just for fun. Um, so it, I I have just been very transparent. Um, and I whenever I have done anything that's like benefited me, like people know that my newsletter is sponsored, or if I have an affiliate link for something, I always disclose that. Um, and then I'm just like, don't try to pretend like everything's roses. Um, and I think people will be like, wow, this is this is someone I want to listen to, um, someone is that's helpful. Um, you, being, being helpful is a whole lot better than, um, or being genuinely helpful is a whole lot better than trying to show off somehow or, or sell some like magic, magic pill. Um, that's, that's what I would say. I think that's why it's grown so much. People, I think it's the best bookkeeping Facebook group on the internet. Of course, you're not biased at all with that, are you? It's because they're helping each other. So that's how I think you know, like when you don't have to be in there and people are answering each other's questions and when people are reporting out, pe reporting people who are mean and kind of not abiding by the culture, um, which happens to me all the time. And then I have to go in and say, hey, like act right or you're out. Um, like we're this is a kind, whatever your culture that you're trying to create is, um, it it's kind of going on its own. And I'm not the... The linchpin necessarily. I'm more of the manager, and 
Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's been four years of great work, um, but it's not been not work necessarily. Speaking about the bookkeeping side of things, we hear stories about the, how shall I put this, the minimalization of the CPA accreditation or, or the chartered accountants, as we call them here in the UK. Martin Bissett, my co-host and I have had stories about businesses that have chosen certified bookkeepers that are accredited with certain software, but they're not qualified CPAs or accountants to do their accounts. Because bookkeepers are so versatile now, and a lot of the software and automation allows them to do a lot of the compliance. Are you seeing that a lot in your world? Hence the bookkeeping community growing? Oh, 100%. I mean, as long as you know, like accounting fundamentals, which sometimes I think tax preparers who have those initials after their name have maybe forgotten. Like I wouldn't want, don't ask a CPA if you're an e-commerce company to help you with your books because it, they will be a wreck. You need like a software expert. You need a person who's who knows how the um, you know the merchant processing fees get pushed in to your general ledger and like that. That's that's like a technical skill set that you can make a lot of money if you can niche in how to serve um, people who have complex bookkeeping needs, whether because it's the volume of transactions or maybe a volume of clients or. Um, just just a little bit more than like those uh, service-based industries, which are pretty pretty simple. But we're seeing more and more people who are doing kind of you know s- selling online and stuff like that. And and I wouldn't want a you know a CPA who's who who does bookkeeping for their clients like once a year via like jamming in some journal entries. Um, I wouldn't want them doing my business books if I had a business like that. So there's a message there for both accountants and bookkeepers. Accountants have got to raise their game because the automation and the compliance space and the bookkeeping space is being taken up by really clever people that are, have mastered the technology in a way that the accountants haven't. And the bookkeepers have also got to step up because there's a whole tranche of business out there that traditionally the accountant will have held, but the bookkeeper can be taken over and actually serving those clients better. Yeah. And if you can find a way to make partnerships, you know, I I, I see that happen. Um, be just be thoughtful about like how you can like grow your business in a great way. And like serving your customer is always the most important thing. Like we want to do well by these customers. So if you're an account, if you're, you know, a CPA that hasn't done, you know, you know, software integrations with the general ledger before, like don't start on your own. You're going to wreck it. You're going to import like twice the, you know, you're going to import duplicates or something like that, where it's going to really wreck things. You have to um, find someone who you can partner with. And I think there's a lot of room for, for, for growth like that. I'm seeing that a lot. Hey, this has been great. Time's gone so quickly. We'll put your contact details in our show notes. Leave us with you with some words of inspiration for people out there that want to try something a little bit different. They want to perhaps bring in some more money in these tough times. Energy bills are going up. Fuel bills are going up. There's all kinds of things. The economy is suffering. Recession's coming up. They're looking at a side hustle. They may have an employed job or they may just have always dreamed of doing something themselves. If they want to be more entrepreneurial, what would you say to them in getting started? I listen to business podcasts. So that, that's my best advice. I have one that I listen to called The $100 MBA Show uh, by a guy named Omar Zenholm. There's a great show I started listening to called Two Bobs, which is for creatives. Love that one. But yeah. I mean, so if you Google like accounting podcasts, that's not going to come up, right? It's for like creative agency owners. But I'm getting so much about how to work with good, find good clients and get rid of bad clients and what your website should say. And like, that's the stuff that we need to know. We can learn the technical stuff. We can remember how to do a complex payroll journal entry or whatever. Um, to, to learn about how to run a business, I think is what we didn't learn in school. And so that's my best advice. And I basically just substitute the word 
you know, bookkeeping or accounting whenever I'm listening to something. I'm like, how can this apply to me? And I'm like finding money under all these rocks that no one is, no one else is looking at. That's great. There is a whole world out there for yes. people that feel straight jacket into a compliance role, a bookkeeper or accounting or CPA. There's a lot more out there if you can think a bit more entrepreneurially. And of course, a little bit of courage will help, Kate. Wouldn't it? And support from friends. Call me if you need to. I'm here. I'm like the world's best cheerleader at, for helping accounting professionals. So I'm happy to say, yes, you can do it. Tell me where you're feeling weaknesses and we'll, we'll, I can give you my best advice. Um, I, would I love to help people um, take those brave steps, get that courage. Well, Kate Johnson, that's been wonderful. Thank you so much for your passion and your insights today. Yes, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Thank you for listening to this new Talent in Accounting podcast. This is a relatively new show, but already has over a thousand listeners. So we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections. If you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent, reach out to me on LinkedIn with a message and we'll follow them up. And as we build this show up, we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent and the accounting finance space is important loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show. Again, drop me a message on LinkedIn to tee up that conversation. And for great podcast content elsewhere, make sure you subscribe to our main show, Accounting Influencers, goes out every Monday. And join the 40,000 listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders, experts, and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Finally, why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session. These are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance, and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.